Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, pop art painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure I'm glad you did. I am very, very excited uh, for our guest today. We've got a fantastic guest lined up. I uh, I watched this movie. Matter of fact, I've watched this movie twice. I I um, uh, and will definitely watch it more times. I, I am just it's my favorite documentary of the year so far. One of my favorite films of the year. I, I was just so uh, blown away by this. Um, I watched it the first time uh, solo, as I do most of my movies, and uh, was about halfway through it and, and, and stopped. So I've watched it, I guess, one and a half times so far, as I guess, technically. Uh, but I got my wife, you know, and I said, sweetie, you got to watch this, you know, and, and uh, she, uh, she loved it as well. So, uh, without further ado, uh, the name of the uh, documentary is called Queen of the Beach, and you have never seen a surfing do- No, I'm kidding, ladies and gentlemen. It's not about that at all. Uh, it is very, about a very important topic, though, which we're going to get into. Uh, but I've got writer, director, filmmaker extraordinaire, um, uh, you know, just all around cool cat, uh, Mr. Christopher McDonald on the line with us. Christopher, how you doing? Are you in uh, Toronto? I'm in Vancouver. No, what other an side. excellent introduction. Wow. Thank you for that. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. How are um how are you guys doing out there? Is is it wicked hot? Is it you know, the world on fire? You know what? what's, what's happening? Well, it's funny that you asked. The uh the BC wildfire smoke has finally arrived in Vancouver. Mm. So for some reason mm. it it's kept away all summer. I mean, you know that we have Cities like Vernon and, and places like that where they've done evacuations and it's been pretty bad. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, the smoke is here in Vancouver today. So if well, I don't I know you probably of a headache have... or something. Oh yeah, I get no. I hear you. Be be safe. I was just going to say, I know That's, you probably yeah. have some of the masks lying around. Wear them. Wear them. Uh, yeah. You don't want to be breathing yeah. that stuff in. I do. I oh, will be man. wearing a mask when I'm out there playing tennis in the smoke. Tennis in the smoke. Now, Christopher, that's Christopher. Do you prefer Christopher or Chris? I should have asked before we even started. I, I've been Chris most of my life, and I've I've reverting to Christopher in the last couple of years because it it sounds a little well, more proper, I suppose. I gotcha. We'll we'll stick with Christopher. I was just gonna say, tennis in the smoke. That sounds like another documentary to me. You know. <laughs> and you don't even have to leave the neighborhood. Oh my God! Yeah, that'd we'll be, be safe easy. out there. Yeah, I'm telling yeah. You. Well, thank they, you. Suppose to traveling to India, Goa, India. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah. Man, so I was looking through my notes on your bio uh, before we started the show and whatnot, and you know, you you've been doing this film stuff for a minute here. Pretty good at it. <laughs> Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, 
I did you try. always know as a kid, like that you know film and you know movie stuff and and all this was going to be, you know, your path? I I did actually, and I would encounter a lot of people even through university who didn't know what they were going to do with their lives and were still trying to figure that out. And I'm, you know, one of those rare species of, of humans who knew what I wanted to do when I was like 14 or 15 and kind of stuck to the roadmap, which hasn't been easy. You know, a lot of detours along the way, but, but yeah, from, from a very early age, I knew I wanted to make movies. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. I know. There's a great Mark Twain quote, and I'm I'm paraphrasing it. I'm I'm probably hacking it up a little. Um, they go something along the lines of, of there's two very important uh, days in a person's life. Uh, number one, the day they're born, and number two, mm-hmm. when they figure out why. And um, oh, cool. you're so. Yeah, I love that quote. You're so ahead of the curve, you know, when you're young like that, and you. Christopher, I know people 60 years old that haven't figured that. I hope they do. I, I you know, I really hope they figure it out soon. <laughs> Time is ticking. Yeah, it's but, true. It, you know. It doesn't mean I've been awesome. hitting all the marks along the way, but, but the, the target <laughs> you had a general change. direction. <laughs> yeah. A general yeah. direction. Oh, man. You know what? Oh, do you man, remember... Never... To date uh-huh. myself, you remember the movie Back to the Future? Michael. J- uh, oh yeah, J. one Clark. of my favorite films of all time. So, so that was one of the movies that um, introduced a camcorder. You know, the the personal mm. camcorder it was a JVC um, yeah. that, that users could use. And I bought a camcorder. I think that came out in '85. I bought my first one in probably '87. Just after that, mm. I was probably the only person in my city. And I was a kid at high school <laughs> with a video camera. So I started filming, uh, you know, everything. And and then was was filming my friend. We were writing little scripts and making little comedy sketches. And I pitched nice. this show. You might have seen this in my bio. I, I put a show together, and I pitched it to the local community cable station, Trillium Cable, in Aurelia, Ontario, small town. And, mm. and they accepted it. So I had my own wow. TV show when I was 17 years old. <laughs> That's amazing. That's yeah, amazing, it's nuts, right? I mean, Wayne's oh, World hadn't I... even been thought up yet. And that's kind no. of what I was doing. We, I had, I think I did nine episodes. Um, yeah, and I was in high school still, and I, I'd be advertising this. They'd give me the mic in the mornings. And <laughs> It was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. That was that Hell was yeah. Yeah. Man, well that's amazing. That's amazing. I'm trying to remember what I was doing at seventeen. I, I yeah. you know, being enough. Yeah. Um nothing good, I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I was oh, I was being knucklehead head as well, just with the camera. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh boy. Well it's that's very cool. You know, and it it just goes to show and I want uh, no, I don't have children or anything like that. But you know, I am I am a cool uncle. Uh, but I want people to listen. You know, when you see a young person, you know, and they've got a, a passion and dream, and it's just, man, don't be the person to ruin that. Encourage it. You know, put some yeah twigs on that fire. You know, help. Um, 
You never know, man. You never know. A couple years could go by, and they're, they're, you know, all over the world getting ready to release their hit documentary that has won all kinds of, you know, that's so cool. You yeah, the accolades true. on this documentary is amazing. Um, you know, and I'm not just talking about the film here, folks. I'm telling you, I really believe in this. This is a good documentary. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Brandon, thank you. Off there. And just to follow up on, on your comment, you look at most of the successful people today, whether they're athletes mm. or, or, you know, in the mu- music or film industry, yeah, they had support from people who believed in their vision and believed in their dream and, and you know, gave them all the resources they could um, from a very early age. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah, you know, and it's for, weird. For me, I, I was just I was just telling my wife about this the other day. You know, we were, uh, I don't know, we were talking. It's amazing how this pandemic, you know, being stuck with each other um, <laughs> for a year and a half, it's just really opened up our communication skill. I think years from now, they're going to have the uh, the 2020 um, uh, marriage counseling. Okay, we're going to lock you in an apartment for X amount yeah, of months. Yeah. Um, <laughs> reminds me yeah, of when I was a yeah. kid. I I had a friend of mine who's he was always fighting with his little brother, and she had a big shirt, and she'd put them both in it at the same time, <laughs> like for the afternoon. So you got to get along now. Oh, wow, that that's funny. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's like your, your allegory for the pandemic, right? People being trapped oh, in a big shirt in their room. <laughs> you got to get along yeah, now. Well, what, what well, I'm talking to her, and, you know, as I get a little older, you start reflecting on things. And you look back and you're like, man, some people really went the hell out of their way um, to give me opportunities to do stuff. You know, I, I ought to send them a card or something. Cup of coffee. Hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, and that's cool yeah. to see. Yeah. Now, on the polar opposite, and I don't want to give um, anything. Well, before we get into it, I think it's also amazing. I just learned this literally about a half hour ago uh, when I was going through. I did a little Google search, you know, and I was looking at a few things and um, about the documentary. And I did not know, realize this is being released. Well, I knew it was being released in a couple days, two days, 15th, right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, I did not know, though, that this corresponded with Indian Independence Day. How cool is that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We chose that. We initially, I'll tell you, we, we had chosen um, Child Labor Day, which is sad that there mm-hmm. is even one that exists. But the U.N. has a day for Child Labor Day, which is June 12th, and mm. we didn't have the ducks lined up for that. So I was lucky enough with this distributor that we could, you know, try to pick another day to commemorate with the film. And, yeah, Indian Independence Day makes total sense. August. That's 18th. awesome. That's amazing. That is amazing. Now, I know it's been, um, you know, a, a, a bit of a, a road to get to the point where we're at here, two days prior to premiere, you know? Um, yeah, understatement. This, you know, <laughs> not including the world shutting down for a year and a half. Um, this is amazing. Yeah. This is an amazing story. Um, how did you – now, you were, as I understand it, you were on holiday or you were uh, doing missionary work or something in Doha, India? And it, it came a, a, across, uh, and I'm hoping I'm saying your name right, uh, Shilpa, 
I believe her, is her yeah, name. Yeah, her name's uh, Hilfa, yes. But what yeah, and, and I you met her on the beach? I went to India. I tagged along with a team of three people from my church who asked me to come mm-hmm. along with them and, and shoot some video of what they were doing. And because okay. I'm an independent filmmaker, um, and I actually shot a documentary in West Africa many years ago, but I didn't know anything wow. about India. So it was like I was really kind of keen to, to you know, discover the country and figure out what I could um, put together as a film. So mm-hmm. my kind of side mission was to find a topic for a documentary. And oh, okay. my very first day when I arrived, I arrived in Mumbai and I went out with the camera, found some kids playing cricket. And, uh, you know, they see this, this white guy walking around with a video camera, so they all kind of huddled around me. I asked them, uh, what should the topic of my documentary be? I'm from Canada. I, I want to show the world, you know, something interesting. What, what should I do a movie about? And they started throwing ideas out. And then all together, they all started clamoring, child labor, child labor. Mm. And so it, it planted a seed. But I went off for a, a 28 days uh, following another story that had come to mind, um, Westerners on Spiritual pil- Pilgrimages, which is also okay. pretty interesting. It's a pretty big thing there. At the end of the trip, I was so burnt out and exhausted from, from filming these two projects. I said, I'm going to go to Goa, lay on the beach, have a couple days of vacation, and then I'm going home. Sure enough, I arrived in Goa, hit the beach. Uh, I left the camera in the hotel, and this whole new world opened up in front of me. All these these kids who are young, pretty girls, um, you know, run Mm -hmm. to the the new white people on the beach, grab your arm, come look my shop for you, very cheap, very cheap, you know. Mm. And... And so, so I was immediately kind of, you know, plus it's a crazy setting. Like I had been throughout, you know, these places in India, like like Varanasi, which is the, the Hindu's holiest city. Now I'm in mm-hmm. Goa, which is full of Westerners wearing bikinis, topless, right. drugs being sold right. everywhere. Yeah. The market is selling <laughs> cheeseburgers. There's the Indians selling cheeseburgers and like beef in India is such taboo, right? They, so it was oh, such yeah. a crazy, and then the the trance music and the parties. So I was going to say my only experience with Goa is you know I was at a party one time, <laughs> met a gal and she she was a party hopper. She went around to, around the world to different parties and, and was like, oh let's tried to talk me into going to uh, the hilltop um, there and go and I didn't have the really? money. Really? Hilltop? Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't have the Did money. Did you say hilltop? In, in, oh, yeah. In that, was the, that, was, that was the scene, man. And, uh, at least yeah, from what I, I, I know the place you're talking about. Yeah. yeah I could so that not. was the world that I stumbled into. <laughs> But it was obviously mm. the children. It was these hawkers that really attracted me. And so I, I brought the camera back to learn more about these, these child vendors and made this connection with Shilpa, who was nine years old at the time. Oh, and two days, you know, I, I was, it was such a short period, but I, I started filming her, learned that she had been working on the beach since she was five years old. 
that she had a family. Of, there were about six of them, and she was the provider. She was the main breadwinner, which blew me away. And mm. when I asked her what her dream in life was, you know, we kind of got serious at one point. She said mm. it was to go to school. Mm. And I asked, well, do you have friends that go to school? Do you, do you, and she says, yeah, yeah, I see them every day. They walk off to school. And, uh, yeah, that was the moment that Breaks really connected with me. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, you know, man. this is us filming this, this little interview in her shop. And, of course, you walk back out on the beach, and it's Party Central again, right? So right. this juxtaposition was really interesting. But that's, that's what started it. And, and two days later, I was back on a plane to Canada, and I had no idea whether I could do anything with this footage. Um, the following year, I had an opportunity to return to India. So I went back to the beach, um, and sure enough, there's Shilpa and her friends, and they came running to me. In fact, I, I snuck onto the beach because I didn't know if they would remember me, and I wanted to mm. see from a distance whether they were there, and they saw me first and came running to me wow. and welcomed me back into their arms. and So it took off from there, and then, you know, I ended up doing five trips in total to cover her story from age 9 to 21. Wow. Wow. And that is what a difference. project, man. I mean, you know, and we all – I'm not in the film business. Um, I'm very peripherally am I in the entertainment business. I, I – uh, you know, other than the podcast, I, I, uh, I'm a painter by trade. I paint pictures for a living, paint pictures of people and whatnot. I've been doing that a long time. And um, yeah. to me, that's like a Tuesday. You know, it's no big deal or whatnot. And I talked to, yeah. since I've been doing the show, and we, I've done a lot of these, um, I, I talked to filmmakers and whatnot and, and film folk. And to me, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, making a movie. I, to me, it just seems so huge. You know, it just seems crazy uh number one the amount of time you know and i'm talking oh you know I'm, I'm you know i'll be i get this way of talking to somebody who's done a little independent zombie movie or something you know and it's it's like wow you know you talk to your mm-hmm. wife into letting you take a year and a half you know I, i'm i'm impressed <laughs> sir i'm impressed um <laughs> i don't know if i could make that yep. sale um but the thing is is here every once in a while and uh, it's kind of funny, too, because a lot of the PR people I know that I, I get guests through and, and whatnot, it's all a little bit of a joke because they all know that deep down, Jamie wishes he was doing an NPR podcast, but, you know, he's, he's talking about zombie movies a lot. And But every so often I get one. Yeah. And it just it makes me feel so good. And I'm like, this is real art here, man. This is, number one, the commitment. Nine years old to 21, folks, traveling to the yeah. other side of the planet to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know, and here's the thing, I don't know anything about Christopher. I don't know his situation. Maybe he does just scroll into the local uh, airport and throw down a couple grand and, and he's off to India. Uh, somehow I doubt that's the case, just from most of the filmmakers I've met. Um, yeah, no yeah, you, you, you're right to that. But making that happen to go there five times, um, yeah, you know, I know that that was a hurled across, and 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 then to bring this this girl's story, and and man, it, it nine years old, folks. He met her nine years old, been doing this since she was five, bringing home yeah. all the money to everybody, um, 
you know, to support her family and her dreams to go to school. I mean, come on. Come on. It's it, it just yeah. amazing. That's why amazing. that's grabbing and. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www. Dot J-A-M-I-E-R-O-X-X dot U-S. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic-grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com as well as online, on Instagram, and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Hey there, my name is Paige Beattie, and I am the founder of Hats On and Hats Off, which are two separate companies but aligned by the same philosophy of raising cancer awareness and forming smiles. Hats On is a for-profit corporation that sells cancer-specific hats to be proudly worn by you in hopes of raising awareness. A percentage of the proceeds will be donated to Hats Off, which is a non-profit corporation, raising money to buy wigs for cancer patients who can't afford them. That's where we're forming smiles. I believe cancer has touched almost everyone's lives in one way or another, a friend, a family member, a friend of a friend. So please visit our website, www.hatsonhatsoff.com to learn how you can help raise awareness and form smiles. 
Ruxgear, the online webshop of high-end luxury merchandise and products, all featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. You know, it's it's funny. It's India is is a country with 1.3 billion people. Like it's so mm. massive. And but you look at everyone. Everyone has a story, and everyone has an interesting story that's that's worth you know shooting a, a film on. I'm sure. But um, you know, this one came to me, and that's what I get asked a lot. You know, how did I choose this this uh, particular mm. story? And and it, it's the other way around. It's, it's you know, they chose me and the story chose me. This this That's strange crazy. happenstance that happened. Because I thought that I had filmed my documentary. And I was on vacation. <laughs> I was done. And in reality, all I'd been doing was... Seeing That's people. when the work comes. <laughs> and yeah. it's like the real film. Okay, I guess we're starting. That's how it happens when, yeah. when you're not looking for it. I'm telling you, uh, in any creative person, I'll tell you this. When when you try to force it, yeah, you can make it happen. But uh, the real magic is when you're not looking for it. And it just it's flashing you know in the face. Here you it's, go. Yeah. And if I, can, if I can carry this a little further. So here's what happened. I came back with all this footage. I went to a couple um, production companies in Vancouver. And I had two offers. Um, where they were interested, they wanted to make, to make this movie, but they they both they didn't care about the characters. They didn't care about. Mm. They said, "No, no, it's going to take time. Let's go through the you know the hoops and, and write the proposals and raise the money, and you right. know you don't need to. You know, we'll just find you can just find some other girls." And I said, "No, like the story is about her. She's the one. Right. And if, right. if we wait a year." Maybe she's not there anymore and everything changes. So I passed on both That's these true. offers and continued to self-finance this and went back. And it's because, you know, that's you try to manufacture a story and send – they mm-hmm. wanted to send a producer and, and all this stuff. No. It, it's not the same. No, so not I, at all. I kept doing this not at myself. all. I'm one man. I'm hopping into rickshaws and trains and just going where things lead me. It's like you can't do that if you're trying to manufacture and plan this and 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 do it with a team. So it was organic exactly. from uh, from beginning to end. And I want to tell our listeners this. I mean, maybe they know, maybe they don't. You know, I'm sure there's some. Out, I'm sure there's a lot out there that don't. I've never been to India, so I can't say. But I have been to Asia. Uh, I've been to uh, both China and Japan, and one of the things that's and, and a few other little countries uh, around Thailand and whatnot. Uh, one of the things that struck me upon going to the Far East was it's not a um, it, they weren't they don't have the, the Western Judeo-Christian um, time time, uh, time thing going on. A Sunday yeah. over there is like a Tuesday. It's the weirdest thing, you know. You're like. Even if you go to Paris, you know, you, nothing's open on Sunday. You know, it's, it's, that's the church day, you know. Um, I mean, nothing's open. You 
you know, can't go find a grocery store this summer. But anyway, um, yeah. in, in Asia, it, it, it's it's weird. It's very strange. And it, that, that struck me immediately. And the next thing that struck me is not only is that the, a main cultural difference, just there's a, a stack a mile high of cultural differences um, just because people were yeah. raised in, different, in a completely different way. And, you know, uh, a young girl has a way different life than one in, you know, um, Denver, Colorado or something. You know what I mean? It's, it's um, yeah, maybe a little different mm-hmm. than what you're used to seeing, but it's way different in other parts of the world. Way different. And, and it's not Disney. It isn't, these aren't people that are set up doing a little act, you know. This is their life. Nine years old. Now, I don't know how many people listening um, are the ones that bring home the bacon, you know, and, and the, the breadwinners for their family, and it's hard. Believe me, I know, man. I've had those where you you want to cry in the bathroom moments every so often, you know, when you're like, oh, my gosh, I've, mm-hmm. got, this, I've got to make this much money every month. Are you kidding me? Um, I, I think everybody uh, here in uh, North America has had that. Now, try it in a, being mm-hmm. a nine-year-old girl. The, the the strength, the resilience of that, it, it just, I'm blown away by it, you know, seriously. Um, yeah. Amazing. And the responsibilities that she carried were were the same as that adults carry here. I mean, just like you're saying, like she had oh. a quota to meet. I mean, with, with mm. some harsher some penalties, which is pretty sad, yeah. and that's just the reality there. But if she didn't make her quota, you know, she risked taking a beating from the boss. Mm. And so what the girls would do, they would they would end up borrowing money to pay their boss mm. because they're not making enough money. So now they're borrowing from these loans. The crazy interest. Right. And, yeah, no. and, and I, I said, well, what happens if you don't pay them back? She says, oh, they set fire to shop. <laughs> like, this is just insane. And then you're really screwed. Oh, man, because you can't make – you don't have nothing to sell. Yeah. Oh. And so one no. thing that you do see – in the film that, that I'm, I'm bringing up here is is the adults who are all connected to this, uh, you know, the economy of child labor. Like, right. like even her, yeah, it's like, you know, there's the auntie who's collecting money from the, the shop that she rents, and then you have the merchants who are renting her the clothes, and mm. even the police, the police were even coming by and collecting bribes. And there was a schedule to this, you know, of, of if you're here for a week, this is what it costs. If you're just going to drop in for a day, this is the daily fee. Yeah, it's so crazy. It, it is. I mean, it's, it's, you know, and a nine-year-old is dealing with it. A five-year-old had to learn this. Yeah. To, you know, I'm sure she sink or swim. And, but and unfortunately, works. she's genius enough to, to get it down. You know, and and she's good at this, and she she's making it. Yeah, happen. she's good you know? at it, and and it works. Unfortunately, like I had one of the um, the NGO um, sponsorship guys with, uh, you know, they run schools there, and I I involved him at one mm-hmm. point, and he told me it's because the white people feel feel pity on the children, mm-hmm. and that's exactly it. So Westerners will buy, you know, things that they don't want, just because you know right. cute kids are selling it to them. So it's a system oh, it that so works, true. and it ends up keeping all these these other people 
you know, um, employed. The money trickles, you know, different directions, mm. and everybody's winning, except for the kids. I remember about this was, gosh, I don't know, twenty years ago. I went on my uh, one of the one of my first cruises. I'm not a big cruise fan, uh, not just because of this, but many reasons. Um, but I wasn't always the case. So there was a girl involved that was a cruise fan, and so there I was. Um, but we went to, it was one of those little yeah. weekend cruises where you go from like LA and down to Cincinnati. And... Say again? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was so just laughing at we went down there. there and you, you, you get off the ship, and there's these kids that, that come up. And there was one little girl, and she was selling these little candy chiclets, little candy packs of gum. And, you know, and you kind of talk to them for a minute. And, you know, yeah, she let me know, you know, if she didn't sell these, she, she'd get whooped you know, a beating and whatnot. And, of course, I'm like, well, give me that whole box. You know, I bought the whole box. I bought enough chiclets yeah. for everybody on the cruise ship, it seemed. And, um, yeah. you know, I felt good about my – well, I saved, saved the girl, little girl from a beating. I, I feel and, – and really, I should have said, well, who's beating you and went and beat them? Well, no, that probably would have been a bad idea. But the reality is, is I tell this story to people afterwards, and they're like, man, they saw you coming. <laughs> and – you know, they're yeah. right. You know, um, well, know. it wasn't a bunch of money. Because, because, yeah, people like us, the, the foreigners, you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you're just, you're just fueling the, this corrupt system and letting it continue to work. But what are you supposed to do, right? I mean, oh, I don't yeah. do the same well, thing. Now, now, fortunately, in Goa, they have... Uh, started to change the policies. So when I was there last, oh, some of the beaches are banning um, the hawkers. So you go to yeah, some beaches they and the hawkers, are, are, they're not... Well, I know. It's not like they're, they're giving them alternatives, but right. it's, it's kind of a strict way to try to force change, I guess. Oh man, it's uh, you know I don't have any answers. I, it's it's weird because you. Yeah. I, I was watching this documentary and, and I was after one of the things I like about this, and I'll tell you why why I think it's art is you think about it for about a week after you, you think you, it rolls in your head and you're thinking about all this stuff, you know. And um, you know I was thinking, I was contemplating uh, your documentary afterwards, and uh, that's the mark of good art. It, sticks with you in, in yeah. my book. Um, but, you know, I'm yeah, thinking about it, and I'm like, you know, this isn't some Dickens story, you know, from Victorian London. The, the Artful Dodger seemed <laughs> charming. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he was stealing because he was hungry, and that isn't charming, you know. And these people, people like uh, Shilpa is, is working her tail off and whatnot, because, yes, she has a dream and everything, and that's great. That's the carrot on the stick, and, and that's the mm-hmm. drive. But also, how many people do you say is in her family? I can't remember from the uh, the document. It was six or something like that? I think there's, yeah, there's, there's six. He's one of six. Six mouths to feed at home. Six hungry people, and she's having to do that. Crazy. Yeah, Crazy. that was true. And, now, and See, she had a couple of older sisters who were married off, but um, with the parents and her nanny, yeah, she's taking care of them all. And then she was working with her sister Pooja. Pooja was 16 at the time, but 
Pooja was saving up for her marriage, which translates mm. to she was saving for a dowry to pay right. the, the groom's family. And and so that's one of the other elements that it is in the film that, you know, just the girls in general are raised to work, to bring home the money, to do the cleaning, do the cooking. And then as mm. soon as you're a teenager, you know, 15, 16, we're going to marry you off. So then you become the property of another family. And, right. you know, and, and that's your destiny. So I was and the thing is, one of the girls in the movie, she was married when she was... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It, and I was going to say, you know, one of the things, and there was a couple things that were, times this was alluded to in the film, and I'm I'm not going to make this, I'm not trying to be sensational. I'm not trying to sensationalize anything or, or, or whatnot or, or be crazy about stuff, but talking on the beach, there's worse things that some of these girls probably find themselves and do find themselves. Yeah. In. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, yes, it's, you know, we, we've kind of said, and it is, there's, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of trans people that go and a lot of rich white kids that go and, uh, you know, have and party down. Yeah. At the same time, there's uh, some not so good, not so nice people that go for bad reasons. And yeah. It, it happened. A different kind and, of tourism. Yep. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And there isn't any Liam Neeson character coming in to kick everybody's ass and, and, and stop <laughs> it and save the day. It just happened. Yeah. <laughs> and, and people don't realize Where was that, Liam you know? Neeson when I was in India? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. With his particular I, I could have used him a couple of times. I'm telling you. I'm te- oh, man. But it, I, yeah. I don't want to get into it, but man, when I was in Thailand, oh man, um, you know, just stomach turning. Yeah, such a big problem. Mhm, mhm. Yeah. And, and the again, thing is, you can it's see like, the the desperation of the children, and so I mean, they're just oh. they're perfect candidates. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's really and, tragic. And, you know, the thing the. the the insidious thing about, you know, when you start talking prostitution and all, it's very easy to say, oh, prostitution's a victimless crime. No, it's not. Not, not, no. Idealized uh, in your mind it might be, but no, the reality is way different. And it, the whole, it's like any type of situation. It's, it's supply and demand. The big part that nobody talks about is mm-hmm. the demand. You know, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, these poor kids and blah, blah, blah. The reason there's poor kids <laughs> is people are coming there, spending money on that. Um, yeah. Nobody wants to, you know, do anything about that because, you know, we can't cut off this money coming. It's just, it's a weird situation and, and not cool, man. Just not cool. And now, folks, a couple of quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. This is a message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. 
older adults, and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions are at higher risk for severe illness from COVID-19. If you are at higher risk, you should stay home as much as possible and avoid close contact with people who are sick to protect yourself. Call your doctor if you have concerns about COVID-19 and your medical condition or if you get sick. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and, of course, the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A. L-B-I-O-N.com. MichelleAubion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. Um, well, not right. to yet, not to incriminate go on any of this discussion, but that's exactly, I mean, the, the state, they, they really, they want the tourists. So they've made mm-hmm. these changes over the years to adapt. And so that's why the, the, the state is very different from the rest of India. Um, with things that happen on the beach, with like the partying and the drugs, like we were talking about, even you know topless bathing, like with Westerners, like you would never imagine that anywhere else in India. No. Or selling selling <laughs> hamburgers. But no, they say you know, they want the tourists. So, and this is what the tourists want. Um, 
because the setting, it's, you know, million-dollar views everywhere. It's a slice of paradise. And uh, accommodations are cheap. Food is cheap. So that's why it's become this haven for Westerners over the years. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing is, the thing that you can do, people like to throw their hands, what can we do? You know, what can we do? Well, you know, there, there are organizations where you can throw in to help. But the number one thing, you know, and, and I'm just telling you, when you're at that party, that trance party in Paris, and you meet that rich white girl and she wants to take you to Goa, you say no. Um, I didn't know any of this other at the time, but I'm glad I did. I'm glad that went down. You don't support these places. And, you know, what do these people do then? Well, they find a different way, you know. Um, they, they hopefully, you know, it's, it's, again, it's a big problem. And one of the great things, Chris, that I, Christopher, that I like is that your yeah. documentary is bringing attention. I think that's the number one. You're doing something about this. You, you're putting yeah. some light on yeah. this, you know. And, um, you know, may, well, maybe somebody sees light. this that. Yep. Primarily, no, we're shedding light on, or primarily we're shedding light on the problems of child labor there, and the the, the mm-hmm. complications is you know families who need the money and can't afford you know school and whatnot, but also um, education for girls in the developing world, and how important that mm-hmm. is. Absolutely. And I don't want to take Absolutely. away from that, but. But your your drug story, okay, so I went five trips, and my second trip was when I was seeing a lot of the drug action, and I would be um, approached by this group of people. There were these guys from Kashmir who totally, mm. like, they didn't belong at all, and they were selling trinkets <laughs> in the pathway to the beach, and everybody knew, you know, they're, they're the drug dealers. And every time I would walk by, they try to sell me something. And I knew I've got to capture this on film somehow. I don't know how I'm going to use it, but it's part of the scene. And I'm shooting a documentary. Oh, and somehow I have to get this. Christopher, not so, good. You know oh, where man. this story is going. So I, I was walking back to my hotel. This is nighttime. And nighttime, which is also crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm in the dark. And I was approached by one of the guys, and he tried to sell me some hashish and, you know, whatever you want, right. whatever you want. You come back to my, my room, and I flipped the, the camera was around my neck. The lens cap was on, but I flicked it on. I flicked it on so it would record the audio, right? And so mm-hmm. I stood with him for about a minute, recording him, trying to lure me back to his place so he could sell me every drug known to man. And while I was doing that, some of his friends started to, to huddle around me. And, and so now I'm trying to hide the light that's coming from the, you know, the lens, the viewfinder. Mm. One of them saw that and yelled out, he's doing me, he's doing me. And they grabbed the camera and they tried to rip it from me and I bolted. And mm. I, I went back to my hotel. I had the guys at the hotel move me to another place that night. Oh, I was man. terrified. Um, because these guys, they're actually connected to the gun trade and the mafia. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and so I was, I was actually out of Goa. I left. I, I ended the trip short, and I was on a plane like two days later. I went into hiding. Oh, absolutely. It was so time to leave. I was going to tell you. That's not in the movie, of course, you know, but, but these are part of the, 
you know, obstacles and challenges that I lovingly faced along the way. <laughs> Christopher's next project will be an independent film about zombies. No, I'm, I'm kidding, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. No, but this is very true. Yeah. This is how the world is, and people people don't realize that, you know? Um Oh, man. I, I remember the first time I was in Tokyo, I went into this, this bar, and um, I grew up in Detroit, so, you know, my I call it my spidey sense. I kind of know when something's not quite Jake, you know? And uh, I walked yeah. into this place, and I knew, I'm like, ooh, this isn't good at all. <laughs> yeah. Time to go. And I left, and I read in the paper a day later, there was like a, a bunch of people got stabbed in there. <laughs> That night, you know, I was like, really? Oh my god! Yeah, apparently it was a yakuza place, and you know, stupid me walking into the place. You know, I believe me, folks, it wasn't like anything out of kill. I, I was not heroic, and it, I left. I turned around and said, "Nope, time to find a different bar," and and did, and uh, and that was the end of that. But I'm telling you, Christopher's you, story you that happened. Stabbing incident. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, apparently, apparently, that happened all the time. It's the rest of the story. <laughs> you know, that wasn't a big, okay. shocking thing. <laughs> but, okay. yeah, it, it kind of shows the places I was just naturally drawn to. <laughs> My luck. Yeah. Oh, man. But people don't realize this, and they travel abroad. It happened when I was in China, too. You'd see these, these tourists go, and they think, that they're still in the States or something, you know, and and they're not. <laughs> I'm like, have you guys ever seen Midnight mm-hmm. Run? You don't want to piss these people off, you know. Bad things mm-hmm. can happen. Mm-hmm. Be smart. Mm-hmm. So I was going to say, so you yeah, asked, that was the smartest thing you could have done. Because I tell you, two days or not, those guys, those cats were still looking for you. Maybe not those particular ones, but other people they worked with, I can guarantee you, were uh, – yeah, I see the white so. guy with the camera. Because Have you seen him? Have you seen him? The the paranoia sets in, right? And suddenly they think that I'm in India, you know, shooting a film about drugs or something. When in reality, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's like it, it was such a small thing for the film. But when you're shooting a documentary midway, you don't always know where things are going to go. So if that's right. something that's that helps illustrate this location and gives a little bit more texture to where I am. You want to capture it in some way. Absolutely. That's what I Absolutely. Oh, man. So we've been trading horror stories here, and I forgot. Yeah. i got to let people know. i got to let people know. You guys have to go to Cleach.com. That's the, uh, the website of uh, Christopher's and uh, Christopher McDonald's website here. And it's got all the information, all the information about his films, everything. And um, if you go there, click on documentaries. And um, you can see right there, Queen of the Beach, and you can see how to pre-order it. It's going to be out in two days, but how to watch it and whatnot. Um, Also, there's a Facebook page, there's social media and whatnot, and we have links to uh, Instagram, Twitter, all of that on our show page, and it's also one. um, And those links, when this is, because all of our shows, as everybody knows, uh, are converted to podcasts, and we push them out everywhere. And um, we're on every podcasting platform known to man, I'm pretty sure. I don't know, over 400. But anyway, um, those links follow the podcast. So they're always there, and you can click on how. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you can click on it. There's a, it's when you look at the page thing. 
um, and it'll get you right there. It's pretty amazing the time we live in. Um, right but on. you got to see this film, people. you got to see this documentary. This is the documentary to see. I'm telling you right now. Uh, Queen of the Beach. Yeah, Chris, sure, I wanted to ask star, you. Eh? No, mm-hmm. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And I so badly want to talk about aspects from the documentary, but I can't because I want people to see it, you know? Um, I, I want to tell people the ending of the documentary, but I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. You That's know, good. it's um, it's you great. It, it's a great that, film. That, that some people don't have. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> can't, I can't ruin it for anybody. It, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, I know we're hyping this in everything right now. It's Queen of the Beach in Christopher McDonald land, I imagine. You know, it, 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 yeah. it, it's, it's just a lot going on right now. You're doing all these press junkets, all this kind of stuff. Um, but I wanted to ask you real quick, are the gears turning for the next project? Yeah, they are. And I have two other projects. You know, we were talking about the pandemic earlier. Well, what did you do mm. during your pandemic? I wrote a script. So, nice. you know, it was a, it, nice. you got to take advantage of, of this time. It was awesome. So I, 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 have, I have two projects in the go. One called Beach Fly, which I've submitted mm-hmm. to some, some screenwriting competitions, and it's, it's getting some accolades. And the other one nice. called Grizzly Messiah. And Grizzly that one is Messiah. top secret, right? It's top secret. But give us a year, and maybe we'll be talking about that. Nice. That's, that's nice. Way. Well, that makes me happy. Because I want to tell you this, Christopher. I mean, you know this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Keep doing what you're doing. You're real, real good at it. You know, seriously. And Thank you. I want to see more. Yeah, man. Yeah. I... It's it's amazing work, and um, like I said, I came away from Queen of the Beach. I'm still rolling around my head. I'm still thinking about it, and um, just just amazing. And and even more so now that you know some of this behind the scenes stuff. And whoa, uh, mm-hmm. fantastic, fantastic. Well, I know I've kept you a little longer than I was supposed to, and I apologize about that. I'm desperately not That's trying okay. to be a Joe Rogan, but highly enjoyable. Yeah, you're fascinating to talk to, and I'm so glad I I have made a new friend. Um, this is fantastic, yeah. fantastic. Well, my best to you, sir. Like I said, wear your mask. Don't be breathing that wildfire stuff in or anything else. Yeah. And um, <laughs> you know, I, be careful next be time on. you're in Goa, India. Don't record. Don't yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Hang out with your missionary I know, friend. I, I, I should have <laughs> got the memo. Yeah, yeah. Stay with them instead. Yeah, one little anecdote of many. Well, yeah, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and I'm glad that the movie stayed with you. That's it is. It's the kind of film that that resonates with people. They they think about it after. Um, I hear the word inspiring, and encouraging, and you know the face of resilience. So yeah. I'm very happy for Shilpa as well. You know, she's starting to to get some some notice for for a tough life, and hopefully, you know, she can um, represent her people Absolutely. and provide some encouragement. Yeah, for those who are following in her footsteps. 
I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And it not, doesn't just happen in Goa, Indian, ladies and gentlemen. This, this happens a lot of places. Little kids working mm-hmm. don't need to be. Don't need to be. Need to be home watching Sesame Street. Are you kidding me? Crazy. Seriously. That's right. Oh, my gosh. And I'll tell you something else about this. Next time, you know, that I'm complaining about my little cushy job here at the beach, you know, I'm like, yeah. I want to paint this painting. It could be way harder. Oh, boy. You know, lesson yeah, learned. You could come by and set your place on fire. <laughs> you watch it. You don't pay your bills. <laughs> oh, man. Or my luck. My luck is I'd be the drug dealer on the beach trying to sell stuff and um, wind up taking the documentary filmmaker back to the hotel. And <laughs> What were you thinking, Yeah, Jamie? we don't want to. Take his eyes out. Oh, man. Back to the horror Be show. careful. And, hey, Christopher, mm-hmm. Alters, thanks for making this documentary, man. I, I it, Things are better for me watching it, you know? I, I come away from that. A, a better person. Oh, that's a good quote. That's a good quote. I like it's amazing. That. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. glad that yeah, you enjoyed sure. it, and I'm really happy to be on your radio show and, and get some some airtime with you. Oh it's yeah, anytime. Man, you're, you're a fantastic guest. Anytime. Um, got your back whenever you're. Well, we'll do it again. We'll do it again next year. Know. Watch for the next one. Sounds good. Sounds good. Until then, watch this hey, one. That's right. That's right. Folks, Queen of the Beach, again, uh, Cleach.com, spelled C-L-E-E-T-C-H-E.com. There's a link right there on our show page. Just click on it. You'll get there. You can get, you can get to everywhere else from it as well. We also have the social media. Hey, I, you know, when you watch this, ladies and gentlemen, um, chances are you're probably going to be watching it streaming. Uh, remember, we live in an algorithm world. When you watch an independent film or, or, or whatever, really, on uh, one of these streaming platforms. After you're done, you don't have to write a doctoral thesis, but write a few pages on the review there, you know? Uh, Not a few pages, excuse me, a a few sentences, you know? That helps tweak that algorithm and more people see it. And um, they they get to, you know, you get to help out that way. It doesn't cost you anything. Um, They don't charge it for that. And it helps a lot. So, you know. Yeah, you're right. Believe me. You know, do what you can. Also, like and share social media. If you dig something, chances are your friends are going to dig it too because, you know, you're friends after all and you have shared interests. So, you know, be smart. Do what you can to help. And, um, you know, we'll all be good. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us, folks. We're going to – this episode, of course, will be converted to a podcast. Like I said, we push it out on all the various social media platforms and on all the podcasting platforms. You know, however you're listening to our show, we, we dig it. If you're listening on Pandora or Spotify or Apple or Google, whatever, um, we really appreciate that. Of course, every uh, – I have a little post-it here because I always forget to say it. You can get every uh, podcast we do ad-free um, on our page, on my Patreon page. Details about that are on my website. Um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. All kinds of perks there. Okay, folks, well, that's going to wrap it up. Um, I'm off this weekend. It's amazing. Oh, one, one last thing. Thank you to all the people that have uh, Facebooked, emailed me, and, and, or DM'd me, I guess is what the kids are calling it now. Um, everybody, yeah, the news hypes stuff up sometimes. The big storm that's coming through that, that's 
the last time I checked, which was about an hour ago, is just going to be a big storm. It's not going to be a big hurricane or anything. We're okay. All of our hatches are battened down. Um, got extra cans of dog food for Mei Ling just in case. Everything's fine. So, But I really, really appreciate everybody that, you know, cares <laughs> enough to shoot me a message and tell me uh, to hold on. <laughs> Taking your advice seriously. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, folks, have a great weekend. And remember, two days this drops, the 15th. I would get a pre-order if you can. That way you don't have to worry about it. You've got it all handled. You can watch this right when it's released. So Queen of the Beach. And you can get that pre-order right on the website, cleach.com. Have a good one, everybody. And Christopher, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been great. Anytime. Folks, we'll see you next time. This has been Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli, Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, de Harry Hicks from Sverige. Ocnilisna til Pop Rocks Radio. Made Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.